Daryl Wong. Greetings, my friend. Do you do any impressions, Daryl? I try not to. No? You gotta have um, some in the back. You gotta have a couple in the back. No, I got I got no impressions. Everybody's gotta have an impression or two in the back. Yeah? Do you have one that you like? I have a couple. <laughs> I have like Alright, you know Stellan Skarsgard? You know who that is? From like Goodwill Hunting? No. He's like a Swedish actor, he's in Goodwill Hunting, he's like in those Avengers movies. He's like, all right, this is my Stellan Skarsgård impression. Okay. I'm trying to help the boy, Sean. Why can't you understand that? No? What'd you think? I, I think yeah. It's okay? Sam says it's strong. Who the hell is Ted Kaczynski? It's <laughs> okay. He, is it my, his sons or is it that sorry? are also... Well, he, so that whole family act. Like, yeah, he has like a whole stable of yeah. beautiful young sons <laughs> that yeah. all are famous. Alex Skarsgård is sort of famous. Well, he's famous for something. Didn't, I don't even know. I wasn't think he was one Troop, of them now Troopla? It? Or yeah, the Bill. Bill Skarsgård is It. Funny, though, Peter Sarsgård, no relation. Hmm. Yeah. So, Daryl, we have a guest on this week. We do. Um, my upstairs neighbor. Hello. I'm Sam. Hey, Sam. Yeah, why don't you fucking <laughs> introduce? Why don't you fucking introduce the guest like a host? Yeah, I was. I was. Oh yeah, I was trying to find the the right the right thing for it, but uh, Sam is part of my COVID pod because Sam. we live basically together and we see each other all the time. So he's one of the few people that I can hang out with. He's in the he's close in quarters. The, in the bubble, and, as we would call it here. Yeah. yeah and, uh, yeah, we try not to die. Sam, what do you do? What's your deal? So I, as for, as a New Yorker would introduce themselves. Yeah. I, what I do, I work for the Department of Transportation for New York City. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck the DOT. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. He does the work okay. that's necessary to keep uh, we, cyclists and uh, motor vehicle operators safe. Fuck cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. In reality, my job is like the, sophistic- the non-sophisticated way of saying it is we kind of choose where the paint goes. Oh, all right. Yeah, and we like we make sure. My job, anyway, is to make like we're making sure like trucks can make turns, uh, right? And don't hit pedestrians. Don't drive on the sidewalk for new designs. Okay, that That sounds rad. Uh, Do you do any impressions? They pop out. I never know when they're coming. Mm-hmm. They're like one, it's one of those things where I really like. I when it comes to that, I yeah. like asking me to do one. I freeze. You don't have any in the, in the tank. You don't have no. any in the tank. All right, no. all right, all right, all right. It's pretty good. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I got. I got none. The only one I've got is sometimes I'll do a very nice oh, like you're from a Kazakhstan. That's pretty good. You did a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, that one. 
Sometimes I have like an. Sometimes I have like an old uh, British lady. You're sometimes. trending into Mickey Mouse. You could hit maybe that Mickey Mouse range. That's funny because so I I usually use that voice these days when I'm trying to um, give human characteristics and thoughts to the dog over here. And Jess also says it sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I do a little Nick Nolte. From that movie Warrior, you ever see that movie? Specifically that movie. Specifically that. I can't do any other Nick Nolte. It doesn't. It doesn't hit. But like that. Tommy, I'm really trying here, Tommy. That's my Nick Nolte. <laughs> um. All right. So we all watched Fast Five this week. Oh, this is no one likes to do a podcast. The world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious impression podcast. <laughs> And um, my name is Nick Nocera. I'm here with my co-host, Daryl Wong, and his neighbor, Sam... Farber-Kaiser. Sick. Um, and we watched Fast Five. Sam, how did you... Have you seen Fast Five before? I actually haven't. Um, no. Have you it, seen any of the Fast and Furious movies before? I As have. a department of transportation, I would say it's part of your job, probably. Uh, yes and no. Okay. Mostly no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do enjoy the movies. It's just I can't say I ever went out of my way to watch them. Um, right. They are the sort of movie that, like, I don't know. I have this thing about going to theaters to see movies. Yeah, it's um, great. I like it, but at the same time, it's got like the there are movie theater movies, and then there right. are movies like like the the big screen, the big sound system. It's got to be worth it mm. for, me, for me to spend the money. I hear ya. I don't like people. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the movies with people. I go to the movies by myself for the most part. Okay. Yeah. No, and I get that. Yeah. I try to see everything in the movie theater that I can. Okay. Um, there are movies I will actually... The only category of movie I reserve... Like, I hate watching movies at home for the most part. Unless it's something I've seen before. Mm-hmm. The only category of movies I reserve to the side, maybe, are ones that I'm like... This one's gonna hit on a plane. Like I gotta watch this movie on a plane, hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like because I gotta have something to do up there. <laughs> so that's the plane movie. Like the Blind Side, I'm hitting that fucker on a plane. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just happening. McFarlane USA, I'm watching that movie on a fucking plane. Nice. But Fast Five, I gotta see in the movie theater. You're right. You're right. I end up watching like violent and scary movies on a plane for some reason like i think i watched um i watched american sniper one time and then i i watched what was that one with um natalie portman and they have uh, she there's like that big shimmer uh ball and she has to go in and she sees like the mutated plants it's called like ascension it's called something it's like a one-word title yeah. Something like Amoeba or like yeah, I read the book actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're that. talking about. Whatever I that. Wa- movie I feel was. like I just watched that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's about like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's about like her but looking a, for her husband, right? Exactly. Yeah. But like, I don't know why I end up watching those types of movies because I end up being like extra hot and sweaty. Like by the time I am am done with the flight, and it's yeah. it's horrible. My plane MO is like watch the sappiest, Kevin Costneriest fucking thing I can find. Mm-hmm. And like cry. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> something about that altitude just makes me get there, you know? Opens you up. Opens uh-huh. me up. Gets me emotional. I'm already on the edge of my seat because I don't like flying. I'm not a good flyer. So I'm like a little nervous. I need someone to calm me down. I need like to be reminded that humanity is like at its heart good, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Sam, what did you think about this one? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's got some twists. Some sure. Good it's mm-hmm. a good heist. Good heist movie. I, I think at, at its core, it's not entirely about that. So the heist ends up being a little predictable. Okay. Um, you predicted they were going to tie a tank to two cars and fucking like drive them through the streets of Rio. Okay. Well, no, <laughs> but, but when it's, when it comes down to it and, uh, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you're not getting away with the money. It's like, oh, well, obviously the money's not in that one. They, they got right. The right. The format hits the notes you think it's going to hit. Yes. Right. Totally. And I mean, it's hard I also think it's it's really hard to do an unpredictable heist movie mm-hmm. like that where sure. where you get to the end and they're explaining it and you're like what the last time I have felt that way about a heist movie was probably Inside Man Spike hmm. Lee that movie is the man and Clive that movie's great it's tight the score is incredible yeah. Clive Owen fucking rocks in that movie and and at the end i was like oh that is awesome mm-hmm. yeah, i was blown away i've watched that movie multiple times yeah that movie's really good mm-hmm. yeah the one thing i've been meaning to look up though is like how much i'm always curious like in movies like that so you've got clive owen and you've got denzel yeah right? how much screen time do they actually share Oh, not well. It's not very a ton. little. It's very mm. little. They have one scene where Denzel goes into the bank and talks to them, talks to him, right? And then they have several scenes of them talking on the phone, but not that's together. Great. They would never have to actually be anywhere near each other. They yeah, that's record that. That's I mean, true. that's the that's. I mean, they're both busy guys. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. both busy guys. Got a lot to do. Well, Clive on. A little less busy these days. <laughs> Not well, doing all these lot. days. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. Sure, he's well invested. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I don't have any idea. Like, I I don't know how they shot that movie. I wasn't wasn't there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it, but it works, right? Like that you don't need them oh, in yeah. together on, and then like they save it for that moment, right? For the most part. They, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, they're in the, I guess the only scenes I think of, it's, they're in the bank talking during it, and yeah. then at the end. They, like, bump into each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen this. I've maybe watched half of that movie, which is. You're not getting the which payoff. Is, which is yeah, useless. You, you got in all terms this of up with it, no payoff. Also, yeah. Jodie Foster should have been nominated for an Oscar for that fucking movie, her third one, because, like, that. She is so fucking good at that. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm here. I'm a fucking adult. I'm a good actress. And, like, you haven't seen me in a while. And fuck you. I'm amazing. Just 
carries scenes. Yeah, she's wherever she goes. Electrifying. She's so good. She's scary in that movie, kind of. You know. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Strong, powerful woman. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, Daryl, how how was your Fast Five experience? <laughs> I was watching Fast Five again. Uh, it was all right. I, yeah. I I often look back, or and this is one of those particular times where I look back at how many episodes we've done. One twenty-five is a lot of episodes. It's a lot of. It's a lot of Fast and Furious. Yeah, and two couple um, of those are marathons. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 So we once in a while we'll do a we'll do a major punishment where we'll watch all of the movies available in one sitting. Okay. And for our hundredth episode, we did a marathon. But there, at this point, there are so many movies, we split it across two days. But three days. We did three, three movies a day for three days. Oh, three movies a day for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, it was not fun. I don't want to do it again. All right. I Maybe. do not. I do not. I every do now not and then want I, to do it again. I, I quote unquote punish myself with. The Lord of the Rings extended edition trilogy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that but. is punishment because those movies blow. Just FYI. <laughs> nice. Not a fan. I mean, Not a fan. It's 14 and a half hours or something. Oh I my can't, God. I can't, you guys can't do that. You can't yeah. do that to yourself. Your, your poor body. Like, like, <laughs> I, I'm crying by the end and I still haven't figured out entirely all the reasons. Yeah. Hmm. Do, you, do you know what 10x investing is? Or like no. the idea of like 10x venture capital shit? You're a business. You're like the businessman. Mm, I'm not sure. It sounds like only start something if you think you're going to get 10x. Yes. That's basically return. it. Right? Yeah. Like, and like VCs, the idea like is... That you find startups that you think will get you like a 10x return on your investment, right? Uh, or like 10 times, at least 10 times, 10 times the growth that you like versus the investment that you put into it. Mm-hmm. So like that's been a big thing over the last 10 years in investing. As far as I understand, of like VCs really have shifted over to like, fuck these sort of safe, medium-sized investments that get us, like, that will double us our money over 20 years. Like, we don't really care about that kind of stuff. Like, we really care about, like, finding the seed of, like, a some tiny little scrap startup, pumping tons of money into it, and then, like, getting a 10x return on that. And if we don't, if it doesn't hit, right, if we fail, like, if we get a Juicero once in a while... Right, it's like it's fine because as as long as you hit one once in a while, you can carry that over like your losses over into all that sort of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's had like really good and really bad effects on that kind of market, right? Um, good effects would be like there's a lot of fucking money floating around that mm-hmm. for for companies to like go get and go seed their their startups. Bad is that, like, you either get two things out of that. You either get tiny little scrappy startups that, like, have everybody work to their bones for free, basically, to try to, like, get at this seed money and get this stuff and, like, work 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day Uh, and, like, to no avail. Or you get, like, multi-billion dollar corporation, like Uber, you know, like, 
and you, you, what it's to the detriment of sort of the middle of the road. I see your face of like, where am I going with this? Yeah. Okay. I do have a point here. Uh-huh. All right. So it is my opinion that the same thing over the past 10 years, even maybe 12 years, has happened in the movie industry as well. Right? Hmm. And Disney Marvel sort of changed the game with this kind of thing, where studios stopped be stopped they they stopped making forty million dollar movies. They just don't make them anymore, right? Basically, right. Uh, the Fast and Furious one was made for I think thirty five maybe, and like that movie's not getting made today. It's just not. It's it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So. What movie studios are kind of trying to do, they're like, well, why would we make a $40 million movie to make $250 million when we can make a $150 million movie to make a billion fucking dollars, Hmm. right? And like every single studio has sort of shifted into this prospect of like, we're either making $5 million tiny little scrappy things that like maybe they'll outperform. Or we're making $150 million movies that, like, we're just trying to make a billion dollars worldwide. Like, that's mm. all we can. And then, like, toys and merchandise and hopefully sequels, right? Mm. And it doesn't really matter if some of these $150, $175 million movies fail. Like, it matters. We don't like that. But, like, as long as we hit one once in a while, we can sort of write off our losses against that, basically. Mm. And... Like, so Marvel has did this probably the most successfully where it's like every one of those movies makes a gajillion fucking dollars, right? They, yeah. But they, they make them for like 150 each, basically. 150, 175 each. Maybe even stretch that. And now it's a little bit more streamlined, a little bit cheaper because they all shoot in Atlanta and they all use the same shit and the same assets and the same Disney ILM people work on them. You know, it's like they have a factory that, that <laughs> accelerates that process. They're not the only ones who tried to do that, though, right? And this movie, we talked a little bit about the Morgan universe two weeks ago, this week? Two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Chris Morgan kind of comes in and makes his piss, just like, let's get the gang back together, let's make this whole franchise. But Universal saw this happening, this shift in the... And, and, and they were like, Fast and Furious is the one we're going to fucking pop, Right. They were like, we got to do this. So they tested the water. Like, Tokyo Drift got elevated a little bit to sort of give that, the Fast and Furious universe a little more presence at the time. Then fast forward, it's like, okay, can we make an $85 million movie? And, like, what can it outperform? And, like, if we hire a good director, okay. But then, like, that old town thinking of, like, let's hire a good director. Let's have, like, a $60 million, $80 million budget on a big action flick. Like, we're not dealing with that structure anymore. We're going to make Fast Five for $150 million. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fucking cross our fingers that it we net like $900 million worldwide, right? Like this is Universal's play in this new structure of film investing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it worked out for them. They've had other instances like the Universal Dark World thing. Do you know about that? They tried to That's do, like, it. the movie monster universe or whatever with, like, the oh, wolf man yeah. and the mummy and shit. 
That sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's also like the origins of filming and like filming f- like fantasy mm-hmm. f- in the film industry. Like they were trying right, to those... take all these movies that were the classics, mm-hmm. right, and just bring them to today, mm-hmm. and failed miserably. Nice. One of them was even yeah. a Tom Cruise movie, wasn't it? Yeah, well, t- that was the deal. Was like, t- all right, I'm I'm a universal oh, exec. I'm <laughs> a universal. No, 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 I'm not getting there. I'm just like, I'm in my mind. I'm a universal oh, okay. exec, right? Like all these pieces kind of make sense, right? All yeah. right, we got Fast and Furious. That's cruising. We're doing okay. You know, Marvel's got its shit over there. We got to get another toyetic universe get together to like sell merge. Make a bunch of money in China. Like, let's do it. Okay, so what do we got going on? All right, we got the mummy, right? <laughs> like, it's been 10 years since the last one. Like, maybe it's time to sort of launch a new mummy franchise. And then, like, with the mummy, let's do this. Let's do the swamp thing. Let's do the Frankenstein thing. Let's do the Invisible Man thing. Let's do the, you know, all these classic horror. Fr- I mean, the picture in itself as an idea kind of looks made for this interconnected universal thing right? as a mm-hmm. studio if I'm a studio thinking about it then it's like alright what do we need alright fuck we don't give a shit about a director just pull somebody out of the dregs fucking who's been cast in TV land for the past 10 years pull him out of the dregs let's get a script together who cares mummy shit blah 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 all I fucking need is Tommy Cruz okay he's gonna do some crazy shit we're going to motorcycle crash a plane. it up. Motorcycles. Yeah, we get rock climbing. We get motorcycles. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Movie it. money. Movie. I mean, yeah. Mummy movie. Tom, mummy movie. And then, like, they literally got a fucking photo shoot and article written, like, a big two page splash photo of in Entertainment Weekly of, like, the dark universe, like, he, announcing the dark universe, right? And it's like Tom Cruise. I think Javier Bardem was in there. I think, you know, it was like all these people. I can't remember who was going to play Swamp Thing or whatever. But like all these people who had been announced. Johnny Depp was in there or some shit. Like uh-huh. all these people who had been announced to play all these different classics. And like all standing in a room like this is the dark universe. Long story short, Mummy like completely underperforms and fucking flops. Because, you Didn't know. lose money? I'm, it might even have lost. Money. It might. Wow. It might have lost money. Yeah, I think like, it, those movies did. rarely actually lose money. Hmm. They usually, at least, make their money back. It made what? four ten domestic, which I would imagine it probably didn't lose money at that point. Oh, okay. You what know, is that's, that's good. What is Universal's like second most profitable franchise? Thing? Franchise. I don't know. Do they have anything else? I don't know. Dark World is going nowhere. I couldn't say. Uh, yeah, Dark Dark World is going nowhere. I mean, they did do that Invisible Man movie with Elizabeth Moss, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've don't know. Some, like, some really good advertising. Is Universal Studios still exist? Oh, it's Jurassic Park. It's gotta be. Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Which and now, the like, they got the reruns. Colin Trevorrow, like, machine running, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fucking Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt. They're just, they're doing it. I mean, those movies make money. This fucking first one was a huge fucking hit. Because they had motorcycles. Motorcycles and velociraptors. Like, boom. Done. Put a motorcycle in it. A Jeep. Yeah. Fast Five has a lack. I haven't even seen those. A lack of motorcycles, I feel like. Hmm. Gal Gadot pulls up in one. (laughs) Ducati. Oh, he does. That's very true. Into the garage. She pulls into the garage and... And... Then oh, and then she follows some money on it. Oh yeah, but that's it. It gets yeah, that's five it. seconds on screen. I think there's also a couple. This is niche, but like in the chase scene uh, with yes. the bank vault, I think there's a couple police motorcycles who get. No, yeah, there's a number up. of them. They have a yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Yes, they hit the brakes. They go flying into the street. Yeah, a, yeah. Bad guys on motorcycles. But none of it stands out in my head. Like in six, the. The Harley Davidson and the Ducati Monster that Gal Gadot and uh, Sung Kang mm-hmm. drive in the highway scene, which is a great motorcycle action. Mm-hmm. Not Tom Cruise level, but pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my big note or thing I was thinking about this week on the <coughs> fucking while watching this movie of like, this is the play. Like, Fast Five, this is the, like, let's just. Forget about making five hundred. We don't care about five hundred million dollars. We care about a billion dollars, right? Now. So I think the interesting thing in there, though, is that mm-hmm. those movies haven't disappeared per se. It's just that they're not being made by the major studios anymore. They're being made for direct to consumer, for like Netflix and Prime. They're the one. They're making those movies. I get. I guess that's right. I guess that's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, what's the movie? With, there, there's a movie that went to Netflix, straight to Netflix. Enola Holmes, was, our favorite fucking movie on this podcast. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's a, one of the Hemsworths is in it. Oh, God. And he's oh, a military one. guy. It's yeah, like I Extraction. Extract. Yeah, oh, Extraction. I was thinking Black Hat, which, is, which did come out in theaters. That's also a Chris Hemsworth thing. Extraction, okay. though. Extraction. I mean, it's it's a really easy trope movie yeah. where ex expat military guy he's out of the game, but they pull him back in for this one thing, and then his heart gets torn doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sixty five I mean, million reported budget. I mean, nice. you're, right. you're right, but it's hard to see the, what the return is on those because Netflix doesn't release numbers, right. and it doesn't release. Yeah, like it's, and Netflix is unprofitable, you know, at a certain point. It's like, they don't make, I mean, they're a big company, obviously, they're like valued at a lot, and they have stock, but But like, they don't turn I mean, that's also, that's why they're losing TV shows to, like, Peacock. Right. (laughs) I mean, I guess, ABC, they also decide that they can make more money doing that. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, right. And, like, everybody wants to do the model, right? The Netflix model. They just want to do it. And it makes sense. It's, like, it's our content. We paid to produce it. Like, 
instead of just getting Netflix to pay us a couple million dollars, like let's get a couple million subscribers to like pay us five bucks a month for on a continuing basis and make a shit ton more money mm-hmm. off this content. There's there's nothing special about the technology anymore. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm. Yeah, and Netflix knows that too. Well, that's the thing. Like Netflix knows that, right? And they've known that yeah. for a while. They're like, everybody's gonna fucking do it. We will not have a competitive advantage with our technology for a super long time, right? And that's why they shifted. They starting with House of Cards. They they were like, we're just gonna pump money into producing our own content, so that like part of our competitive advantage will be Netflix shows, right? We're going to partner with BBC and, like, get all the BBC shit on Netflix. It'd be, like, Netflix-branded shit. And, like, have a content library that's bigger and better and more varied and more interesting and work with better people than anybody else. That was their goal. That's their goal. Mm. Right? Um, The thing I dislike with all of this is that everything is going to kind of becomes, like, this big mushy mess of, like, it's all the same. Well, so I recently, I don't remember where I heard it, but we're, we're hitting cable 2.0, right? That's a good phrase. Everything, they're getting bundled back together. And I wish I could remember who Mm. heard say that. Yeah. Like the, these online streaming platforms are already getting bundled together again. Right. And it's becoming cable packaging. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not necessarily like morally against that right like the entertainment industry has a right to turn a profit in whatever way that they want to turn a profit uh i don't you know i I don't know the thing i dislike is like the sameness of it all right like hbo got bought by at&t time warner and as soon as that happened, the creative head of HBO, who had been at HBO for 20 years, bounced, was like, I don't like what I'm seeing right away, and I'm not, like, in terms of negotiating my contract with HBO, I'm fucking out of here. And now HBO, post-Game of Thrones, they've, like, done a couple projects that were in the pipeline for a few years, but, like, other than that, all what they're doing is, like, throwing tons of content out there and seeing what sticks right and like it's the same model we talked about of like we can afford to like pump out all these movies and all this content because like we'll get one that hits and we'll have like another 10 million subscribers sign up for hbo max or whatever the fuck it is right um so and then it's like the same thing with Disney. Disney's got its own Disney problems, which is that it has to be family friendly and that restriction in terms of content. But it it it's you know because that's their brand, right? They got to be the mouse. But they have all the ABC shit and all the fucking Disney shit and all these different Star Wars shit and all the different Marvel shit, and it's just like they're just pumping and pumping and pumping, and they don't care. They don't care if stuff doesn't hit as much. Because, like, one thing will, and it will be really big, and they'll get another, like, 20 million fucking people sign up for Disney+. And that's mm-hmm. what they care about. They care about subscriber numbers. Isn't that essentially what the Disney Channel already was? Um, so many, I guess like, so. Everything that they did was, like, they, they never went out of house. They were making a ton of, like, straight-to-TV movies yeah. that were all low-budget. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
they're I will say one thing. There was like a golden age of fucking Disney Channel original movies that were like really... I will not argue that. ...hit a fucking moment for me. Daryl, do you have Disney Channel Ridge that you remember from your youth that you loved? Uh, yeah. I No, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. Really. I don't remember any of them. But okay. I do remember... Uh, yeah, I do remember sort of the Disney Channel. And I thought... I assumed that people grew out of them and that like it's... Yeah, their target is only for I don't know preteens, but well, there now are people the that watch the twenty-year cycle, right? Like now mm-hmm. it's yeah. people our age who watch Disney Channel original movies, and Disney Plus is like, oh, I'll just throw up all my fucking Disney Channel original movies I made in the nineties, and people thirty-five-year-olds will fucking buy a subscription to watch Brinked again. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's not a bad model. I, I like. I can't argue with it. It's just, just. I want interesting shit to get made. That's what I want. I want to watch interesting shit, and I want interesting shit to get made. And I feel like this market is, and the way it moves is not as conducive to that, in, to that happening. Right? Hmm. It doesn't encourage that to happen as much. So. I got a little sad watching Fast Five. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. I got a little, I got a little sad. I got a little sad. Um, did we talk about the big news this week? Justin mm. Lin directing two more of these things, 10 and 11, and then they're like, it's over. Uh, yeah, I think I, was, I think I was talking to somebody else about it today, mm. but... Yeah, there are like only two more. I was like, mm, I think it's nine, and then we got 10, 11, so we got yeah. three. Yeah, that's we got three more Justin Lin, Fast and Furious movies, and then it's like, Fast and Furious is over? Offshoots. I, it's got to be like Dom, it's got to be like Brian Toretto, the next, the next generation. Brian mm-hmm. Toretto. I could see like a Disney Plus TV show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they'll just keep... buy it from Universal. They'll yeah, restart. Yeah, they'll restart. Or just buy Universal. Yeah, there you go. Buy Universal Pictures. That's something they do. They should just do it Spider-Man style and just like make the same movie again and just replace all the characters and just do the same that. thing. Yeah, with I different people. I would love that. That's honestly preferable to me of like, just do it again. Just do it like, again. Just... Just do, do it the again. original movie again. Just put, just bring the cars, make them whatever the newest version. The, just take the same car, but put it in. So like, wh- how, however old the cars are in the first one, just bring yeah, them. Yeah, get like a twenty twenty charger. Different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm with you. I mean, they already sort of do no, that to an extent, right? Well, they're like, always changing all the cars. Yeah. Dom's Charger definitely updates. It's like mm-hmm. there's definitely some 2011, 2013 Chargers floating around. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the mo- the car companies are, they definitely have some skin in the game. Oh, they're paying for it, for sure. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of 2000-somethings laying around. Yeah. Well, Go ahead, Daryl. In um, in Fate, you could see that it was like a big um, General Motors funded movie yeah. because they dropped they dropped all of the jeeps and stuff out of the buildings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, there's definitely some BMW money that's floated around in these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I mean, one they made a big they made a big show of the uh, Volkswagens. That's true too. Yeah, those the, matte Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. The times I like it best is when they don't do that, though. Right? Is like when they get like the old Ford Escort and the old Mustangs and the old, you know, like that kind of stuff. Or, I mean, I know Harley and Ducati paid, but like those are interesting choices for vehicles. Mm-hmm. Even some of like the military tactical shit is kind of fun when they do it well and not as ostentatiously as they can. Yeah. Speaking of sponsorship, do you want to do shout outs? Yeah, let's get some shout-outs. All right, we have a little segment on this podcast we like to call... Shout-outs! We have... uh, These movies have a lot of product placement in them. We have, in our hearts, love for products that we use in our daily lives. And so we felt, in the spirit of the Fast and Furious franchise, that we should have a little product placement on this podcast itself. We don't get paid for this. Um, And... um, yeah, we just we just give some free endorsements to things that we use in our lives for no particular fucking reason. So, Daryl Wong, what do you want to shout out to this week? Um, it's come up in the past, but um, we drink coffee. We drink a lot of coffee, mm. but this week I have to give somewhat of an anti shout out. Ooh. Um, and it's uh, yeah, so it's not a particular coffee brand, but like. I drink so much of this stuff. I bought, I purchase a whole bean, I grind, and then I drip. But I've never really been able to taste the difference between old coffee and, I mean, I can taste fresh coffee, but like the level of oldness has never really affected me until now. Okay. And I I ran out and I went to my uh, yeah bodega over here. I bought two bags of Brooklyn's own. It's kind of like a locally roasted something. I was like, all right, that sounds good. I'll get this. I looked at the date on it, though. Very old. Ooh. Like nine Where months old. Where did you old. buy it? It's at a, we have a bodega over here. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. And, yeah, well, I bought some stuff from there before. It was totally fine. This one, I was like, very old beans. Let's try it anyway. Uh, very typical bodega. Tried it anyway. Type of so, yeah, the nine-month mark is where you can really taste the difference. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like after like some people can taste a difference after like a week or two. Yeah, I've had I've had coffee beans sit around for a, m- a month, maybe two months, and it like seems fine. I drank some old beans. It just I've been suffering for two weeks, and I didn't really even know like how bad it was until I bought fresh stuff. I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's that's supposed to taste yeah. like. Yeah, I so. buy two packs at a time at the grocery store usually, like two. Mm-hmm. Kilo bags and like, I'll put one in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Keep the beans fresh a little bit. So like, mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about like some people divvy them up into small amounts and put them in the freezer. You know what I mean? To keep them as fresh as pot. I don't fuck with that. I just like go through the bag and then take the next bag out of the freezer. It does mm-hmm. like make a difference. Like at the tail end of one versus the next day when I have like the beans that had been in, in the freezer the day before. I, it is different. It's like fresher and better, but I don't. I'm not going through the hassle. There's a hassle mm-hmm. factor here. With there's old a beans. hassle factor. 
yeah. which I'm not dealing with, basically. Yeah. yeah. So nine months is definitely too long. That's if anybody over. ever was wondering, because, you know, sometimes you're at the store and you look at the beans, just like, I can't tell how old this stuff is, especially the ones that don't have a roasting date on it. Just yeah. like, who knows? But no. I definitely know now. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing that was not vacuum packed. No, it wasn't vacuum packed. Yeah, it was terrible. Only shit I would buy at a bodega is Cafe Bustella. Which is like if I'm in a certain mood. The Cafe Bustella like, really does it. I do not like the taste of Cafe Bustella. <laughs> yeah, I don't it either. Just, it tastes just flat and bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it requires, so like, I I didn't know if you had one. I have one. It If I'm going to use that, I, uh, I'm not going to make it drip. Mm-hmm. Percolator? A, like a percolator. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the percolator, you're not getting a nuanced flavor anyway. Yeah, you're just bubbling yeah. up some beans. Bubble, yeah. you know. You might as well just take a saucepan out and pour, pour some water and fucking filter it out. Mm-hmm. Um, cowboy coffee, you know. Um, yeah, Sam, do you have a shout-out this week? Did you know this was happening? I found out today. Okay. Um, but wow. I, I actually, so for me, this is also, I, I guess I could proceed it with that. I, I have this, the movie, the podcast and some life stuff. I'm, I'm going to shout out Acura. Acura. So, yeah. Okay. I have an RSX from Six. 2003. Nice. And I bought it with about a hundred thousand on it. Already. Okay. And it's got over a hundred fifty. I'm not a huge like I don't drive all the time. You sure. Live in New York City. Where am I going? But, I when I lived in New York City, I drove everywhere. But I hear yeah. you. I'm a very specific type of person. I hear your point. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had the car. It's 17 years old, and I just had some problems with it, and. It needed a new radiator. Mm-hmm. Not a big problem. Mm. And I have never had a big problem with this thing. Yeah. And I have to say, I like it. I don't. I can't say I know much about the mechanics of how cars work. Yeah. But when but people talk about Acura because they're Honda. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I, I mean, solid I'm all cars. For it. Yeah. No, I've never I've never driven one that I didn't like, basically. You know, smooth, easy. Yeah. Yeah. How's the mileage on it? The gas mileage. Um, I I mean, so 2003, but it's a small car. It's okay. I'm, I get 30 to the 30's, gallon. 30's good, man. It's well, and for a 17-year-old car, it's great. Does it take regular gas? It does. I've been putting that premium gas into my tank. Yeah, dog, do it. <laughs> Those things love it. I love that premium gas. Premium Every once in a while, I treat yeah. myself, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always you wondered. Don't... I just can't get myself to pay for it. I mean, also, the yeah. car doesn't ask for it, so I'm not. There's yeah. no. I read a thing from um, Jalopnik, which is a pretty big car website of like the editor-in-chief was talking about at some point and he was like if unless you own a german supercar 
it is doing you no advantage. You do not need to put it in antique cars either. Like they will not utilize it in any way. It is fine to put whatever it is, 89 in old cars, maybe with a little mixer to just like make it burn a little smoother. But like other than that, it's fine. Like you do not need to do it. There's only advantage to doing it is like a, if you own a supercar, you'll get the performance out of it maybe. That being said, it feels fucking great when I do it. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. All right, shout out to Acura. Uh, yeah. I have a car-related shout out also. I rented a car this week, though. Nice. Yeah, so my... It was a big event. Triumph. I, did I tell you I almost like burned it to the ground? Oh my god. I started an electrical fire in my car. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But the fire truck did show up and uh, put it oh out. Oh my god. <laughs> it had to get fixed. Um, I burnt my hands. It was not fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Glad you're okay. Yeah, thank you. The Triumph had to go... <laughs> The Triumph, by the way, gets about two miles to the gallon, so I'm oh a little jealous. Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> it had to go in the shop. I rented a car, which is not available in America, called a Nissan Bluebird. Yeah. Have a look-see here. Yeah, have a little look-see. It is the most granny mobile of all <laughs> granny mobiles I've ever driven in my entire life. Um, I think it's a China-specific why is it so old this thing what year oh i don't know actually it's a good question what i'm pulling up it looks like it's an 80s car it's not really it's a 2006 or something like that uh s-y-l-p-h-y try searching with that the sil silphy s-y-l silphy yeah that has an early early aughts look Oh, I see one of the. I think yeah. this is it right here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think it's a selfie in like Japan or something, and then it's a bluebird in China. I do like the headlights on it. It has a very, uh, the, like the Porsche 911 mm. had those kind of. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't drive like point. a Porsche 911, okay? <laughs> it, first of all, I get it in from the rental car, and it's got, like, old person smell in it, for sure. Oh, like, yeah. you know that smell you got when you, like, walk walk around in an old folks' home? It's, like, vaguely Ooh. urine, and but it's, like, just kind of old people. You, you taste, yeah, you taste you the, uh, taste the diabetes, the diabetes, like, bit. sweet tongue. Uh-huh. A little bit of skin. So it definitely yeah, had, dust, like, a mild... Dusty foot. It definitely had a mild version of that. It had, like, this big, chunky... Um, carpet on the steering wheel you know what i'm oh, talking yeah. about like a steering oh, wheel yeah. cover yeah um it said it was a hybrid but i'm pretty sure they bought a hybrid badge on ebay and screwed it <laughs> to the back of the car because the engine was loud as fuck and like like <laughs> all the time and it got no miles to the gallon uh or kilometers to the gallon as they would uh-huh. have here uh and to the liter? Yep, liters. No, Ooh. no. Kilometers to the liter. Yes, that's right. Kilometers wow. to the liter. Thank you. Wow. Even, even that. <laughs> yeah, and gas is expensive here, man. It's fucked. Is it? It's fucked. It's fucked. Damn. 
I did the math one day. Don't make any sense compared to the rest of the world. Huh. Yeah, and good. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> keep ja- gas cheap. Gasoline, keep it cheap. Keep I it cheap. Gas for one ninety nine the other day. Yeah, one of these great price. One ninety nine a gallon, baby. Let's do it. I pay about six dollars a gallon by conversion. Holy smokes! Yeah, it blows. But um, yeah, Nissan Bluebird. That being said, got me where I need to go. Was a pretty comfortable ride getting there. I wasn't against it, you know. Um, And good price for the rentals, like a hundred thirty New Zealand for the for the week, Mm -hmm. which is like. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks for the week. That's real. That's nice. That's a good deal. Um, I have one more car-related thing we need to talk about. This is sort of Fast and Furious related, but Sandy Sue, friend of the podcast, is buying a car. Okay, mm-hmm. this is like a secret podcast mission. Okay, and she lives in California now. And her address. No, I'm. Just, <laughs> um, <laughs> She needs to buy a car. She lives in San Francisco and she needs to buy a car. She wants to buy a plug-in hybrid because California, because they're like a fascist hellscape, has decided by, by 2035 they're not going to be able to sell gasoline cars anymore. You're not going to be able to like drive gasoline cars anymore or like something like that. I don't really know what their deal is. But. Um, I know that. You didn't know that? No, I, no, I mean like. I should know what those rules are. That's the sort of thing that should What's be What's going on, Department of Transportation? DOT. We're not so strict here. Yeah. You got um, to call a meeting on Monday. Hey, I heard about California. No, I'm, doing pulling stuff. Up, I'm pulling up the commissioner tomorrow. Oh, hit him on a Sunday. It's the a Lord's her, Day. Hit her on um, the Lord's Day. Yeah, no. yeah that's not happening. Um, no idea. Do you have a commissioner? Yeah, so it's a department. So, I mean, it's city, but every city department has a commissioner. Commissioner? Yeah, so I would love to become the commissioner. And then upon doing so, even though it's Department of Transportation, I am going to change my name legally to Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon, baby. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so... Anyway, I was talking with Sandy Sue this morning about this car person. She was like, I was looking at the Kia, the you know, Hyundai, and like all this sort of different stuff. And she was like, I don't really want to do that. She was like, I was looking at um, used Audis, but they're a little price range-wise not in the best place for me. Maybe a stretch. And they were like, um, we're like, okay, well, what do you like? What's your price range? What's your thing? And she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So Ford makes a plug-in hybrid version of a car, right? Like a Fiesta or something? Yeah. Or it's not Mustang. a Fiesta. It's a Ford... Fuck, it's a Ford Fusion. The Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the, es- the Escape is... Oh, they stopped making... The Fiesta, because didn't they also... The Fiesta flopped. Talk about like a 10x flop. The Fiesta flopped in North America. The Fiesta also is why they don't make cars anymore. Is that true? They flopped that hard? By 2020... Yeah, they go... They they essentially only make trucks now. Like their their universal car base is, is 
a truck base, mm-hmm. or at, at least at a minimum. They make a focus, SUV. right? They don't make a focus no more. I think, I think they're disc. Yeah, they're, I remember they're, that. Headline. They're going to. They're not, they're, they still make it currently, but they're yeah. shutting down the factory. Wow. Or they're Crazy. converting it. My guess is they're shutting it down and putting it in like Mexico. Yeah. Because that's or China. Because that's what they do. Yeah. But, but that's also to say they're. That's this what they're is doing all more US. evidence for Sandy Sue to buy. So I was talking. To her, I was like, "Oh, you're going to buy a Ford Fusion," and she was like, "Well, it's not really my brand." I was like, mm-hmm. it's the perfect car for you, Sandy. So this is a secret podcast mission. Basically, I was like, I predict three weeks you're going to do all this research and put yourself through the ringer and like really drive yourself crazy and buy a Ford Fusion anyway. So we got to somehow like send the vibes out, the podcast world vibes. This is sort of more a documentary now about how Sandy ended up buying a Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. Like we have to sort of nice. will this into existence <laughs> that Sandy's, Sandy's going to buy a Ford Fusion. That's all. I don't want to talk about it. Usually the only thing that I need to do to convince myself, so when we're doing our car purchase, the only yeah. thing I need to do to convince myself to sort of set my eyes on a new model was to look at it i do i do a google search i go all right volkswagen tiguan lowered or volkswagen tiguan with aftermarket rims <laughs> and i go exhaust kits for volkswagen tiguan I, between those three searches i was like all right Z was work. an illegal mod <laughs> yeah till, oh, yeah oh yeah that's definitely the one <laughs> that's what i drive so um, no sticker on the top of the windshield yeah yeah big yep, yeah sparko advertise your racing Association. Yeah, the yeah the the hot boys like to put their uh, Instagram tags on oh. their rear windows as well. I feel so like the Tiguan gets you in that racing vibe. <laughs> you know, um, get, it, get it lowered. They handle well. I yeah. feel like they corner it's a good well car for a car like that. Anyway, so Daryl, if you talk to Sandy, okay, Sam, if you end up talking to Sandy, it's like. All conversation has to, it can meander a little bit, but like the river mm. has to wind up in Fort Fusion. All right? That's the plan. Just start planting, like, you, what you need to do is start planting words. Yeah. Use their yeah. advertising language in your normal speaking mm, with her. I see. Mm. What's that, like, yeah. weird Einstein? horrible Einstein movie about cold fusion you ever see this I think Tim Robbins is in it maybe (laughs) Um, Um, anyway we gotta watch get her to watch that oh IQ it's a terrible fucking movie okay this is just fucking like Walter Matthau plays Albert Einstein but the movie is like (laughs) Tim Robbins is a mechanic who wants to fuck Einstein's knees but like Einstein it's great it's Actually, a crazy, crazy movie. Anyway, Einstein's working on Cold Fusion, which so maybe we should get Sandy to watch this movie, and like the word fusion will like get mm-hmm. in her head a little more, you know? Yeah, we can't let her drive off in a Hyundai. It's just, it can't happen. It can't happen. Han wouldn't allow it. We, can, we can't allow it. We either. can't allow it. Listen, okay. <laughs> What do you think I'm going to let you I talked to her. I said, listen, you got to buy the Ford Fusion. Okay. <laughs> Don't talk to the family. Don't get on day. You got to get the Ford Fusion. All right. 
That's it, Nick Vallelonga, Ford Fusion <laughs> endorser. <laughs> this has been No One Likes a Tune Podcast. If you want to tweet at us, you can do that at, uh, at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Find us on Instagram, No One Likes a Tune Podcast on Instagram. Uh, send us an email, no one likes the tuna podcast, gmail.com, patreon.com, slash, no one likes the tuna podcast. I'm gonna enunciate that one, because we're trying to get a couple extra patrons going. We want to do this, like, Riddick series for you guys. We have some plans. I'd love to get a couple more people pitching in. If you can, throw us a buck. If you can't, don't. But, like, if you can, maybe do. So, uh, also, please, 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 rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. We got a lot of shit now, Daryl. This is too much. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta cut. We gotta trim the fat. We gotta trim the fat with all. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta trim the fat. Anyway, my man, I'll talk to you next week. Sam, it was so incredible to have you on. Do you have any final thoughts for the podcast about Fast and Five? I'd watch it again. You heard it here first, but- folks. I, I think I'm a few <laughs> movies away. I'm finish the series first. <laughs> Take care, guys. Happen.